Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Something is going to happen today. Have I ever said it and it doesn't happen? Judges 15 verse 11. The Bible says, 3,000 men of Judah went up to the top of the rock Etam and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is it that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, As they did unto me, so have I done unto them. <laughs> Samson. And they said unto him, We are come down to bind thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that you will not fall upon me yourselves. <laughs> Every time I read this guy, I just imagine who want to hold you and put you in that. Be careful, you might just fall on me. <clears throat> Verse 13 said, And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee first and deliver thee into their hand, but surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up to the rock. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him. And the spirit of the Lord came upon mightily on him. As in, you just back and the guy just, you get it. The spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was as burnt with fire. And his bands loosed from off his hands. And he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men with it. And Samson said with a jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps with a jaw of an ass have I slain a thousand men. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called the place Ramath Lehi. And when he was, he was so athirst and called the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. And now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised? But God clave and hollow Mark the word but. But God clave an hollow place that was in the jaw. Actually, some people think in the jaw bone, eh? but it's not it. If you study, you realize they're talking about Lehi. And there came water there out, and when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Wherefore he called the name thereof En Hakore, which is in Lehi unto this day. So it wasn't a jaw bone, it was a place. Now, he's arrested like all of you have heard. Philistines have shouted on him. The spirit of the Lord comes upon him. The Bible says, and the cords that were bounding him fell as flax. And he got a jawbone. Who knows a jawbone? Of an ass. You don't know donkeys? So, he hit he killed a thousand. And after that, he just cleaned his fingers, threw away the jawbone, and said, heaps upon heaps. Samson has killed a thousand guys. As in the guy knew who he was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, he asked, verse 18, and, I saw, and he was so athirst, and called on the Lord and said, Has thou given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant? Now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. What do you understand? You've given me victory. Now I'm thirst. Am I going to die and these uncircumcised guys kill me? I want water. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, the, the, the amazing verse, the, the amazing thing about the 19th verse is, ah, thank you, Holy Ghost. 
it was supposed to read like and God clave and hollow place that was in the jaw. But the Bible says, but God clave and hollow place that was in the jaw. There's a difference. Who has understood me? You put up your hand. For you, you've already understood me. Put up straight, Totia. Mandarabaste. Now, if, 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 if you were a grammatical student and you're narrating a story, and we're beginning from verse 18, it should have read as, and he was so fast and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of the servant, and now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the servant circumcised. And the Lord clave a hollow place in the jaw, which was in the jaw, and there came water there out. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again and he revived. But this, you see, you see, you get what I'm trying to say? The guy narrating says, Samson says something, but God did another thing. Because even though the Lord brought water out of that, there was an error. There was an error in verse 18. But the Lord did not show him anger. But the Lord, but, he didn't say, and the Lord. This was not God answering Samson in joy. This was God disappointed in the way Samson prayed, but. Who has understood what I'm saying? He was disappointed in the way Samson prayed, but he gave him water anyway. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It means that the prayer Samson made was a wrong prayer. In fact, when he, he makes that name in Kahore, that when you study actually, you realize it means the place where one prayed. The place of one's prayer. The place where one entreated of the Lord. The Lord was not satisfied by the kind of prayer Samson made or even the way he prayed, but he had to give him water. So I realize that there are many Christians who pray the wrong way, but the Lord answers them. They don't get the and the Lord answer. They get the but the Lord answer. Who has understood? There's a difference between an and the Lord answer and a but the Lord answer. But means you're funny, but I'll give you. You're, you're, you're squeaky, but I'll give you. You're unpredictable, but I gi- I'll give you anyway. You're, 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 you prayed the wrong prayer, but because I'm faithful, I will give you. Now I'm going past the bat to the place where Samson should have made the right prayer to create an end in the 19th verse. Because it was entirely based on the kind of prayer Samson made. What the statement that came out of Samson's mouth could have determined whether God was and going to give him or but going to give him. Some of you know that every time you see but in the scriptures, you know that there is a change of course. There is a change of mind. That what has come before is different from what comes after. In other words, even though Samson received of the Lord, the mind of the spirit was not in agreement with the way he prayed. Sometimes the grace of God can distribute in our ignorance. The Bible says that in the days of ignorance, the Lord winked. Are you hearing me? But now he calleth all men to repent. He calls all men to change their mindset, to metanoia. He, he calls you to, to change the direction of the way you have been thinking. Because that's the essence of the word, that you might be renewed through the reading of this word. That you might know that good, that acceptable and perfect will of God concerning your life. For all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. When you learn to separate the pressures from the vile, you become the mouthpiece. Even though things seem like they are true to you, they might not be true by the spirit. And some people get answered prayer, but with a but to it. Now, the essence of today, I want to shift you from but experience to and experiences. It means that God will answer your prayer, Samson, but he will have issues with you. God is too gracious to answer a man who is ignorant in prayer. And that man can think it's the right way to pray because they got an answer. But when that man grows in God, he realizes that in verses 19, it was a but when it should have been an and. Those things just don't come easy to Christians. That is the spirit of revelation. That is the foundation by which the church must be built. 
He comes to the disciples and says, who do men think I am? Some say you're this, some say you're that prophet. And he says, but who do you think that I am? And he says that you are, some people say you're this, you're that. And he says, none could answer. But when he gets to Peter, Peter says, you are the, Luke says, the Christ of God. The anointing of God. And he tells him, flesh and blood reveal this not unto you, but my father which is in heaven. Flesh and blood reveal this unto you. Revealed not on this, this unto you. Because I have realized and I've told people always, flesh has revelation. And blood has revelation. There are some people who are too tagged to the blood to appreciate the life. Yet the life is in the blood. They separate the life from the blood and they get too tagged to the blood that there is no life in that blood. They speak of a blood that doesn't carry a certain life. Yet the scriptures tell us that the life is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Therefore, there cannot be a place where I'm speaking of a bread, sorry, of a life, of a, of a blood, sorry, without a certain life to it. There are people who Jesus shed blood for, but they don't live the life of Christ after the shed blood. They, I don't know they understand what I'm trying to tell you. He, he seems like he was an animal. Like any other thing that could have died. The blood of Jesus Christ is different from the bloodshed of animals and goats and, and rams. Even though these things could cleanse and patch the consciences of men. How much more Paul asks the blood of Jesus Christ? The other, listen, the other one was to purge conscience. This is deeper than purging conscience. This establishes the child of God in a certain life. I want a blood with a life. Oh, I want a life in the blood. I don't want a blood without a life. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? So, now I've seen that there are consequences of people. When we look at the things of, of, of God, the way we think they ought to be, yet in actual sense, they might not be true to the mind of the spirit. And therefore, like I said, some people can receive answered prayer before God, but with the wrong kind of prayer. And they think that that is the right way to pray because it earned them certain results last week. And then one day they prayed when they needed most and he didn't give an answer. And when he didn't give an answer, they say, how come last time I prayed exactly this way and it didn't work? It's because you were submitting your God to the mind of patterns, yet your God was interested in a relationship. God is not one dimensional. Are you hearing me? Somebody one time got, got salt and split it on their house and demons left Every time they are demons, they get salt. Do you understand? It became tradition. Another one got anointing oil one day and put it on a guy who had a demon and it shall. From that day, they move with anointing bottles. Did you ever see Jesus with one? Not that it's wrong to have an anointing oil box or bottle. But even when you don't have it, darling, you have the anointing. The Bible says we have this anointing. We carry an unction from on high. We, we are anointed. That means in the day when I don't have an anointing box, I'm, I'm enough. But somebody says, I'm a footagang, Where is my fuel? Okay, oil. Where is my oil? Where is my oil? Where is my oil? The demon, where is my oil? They even said, where is my oil? They are carrying oil in their spirit. But they are asking where oil is. <laughs> now I know why the battered steps cause the rock to pour out an oil. The place where the churning of milk produces butter and that butter on your steps produces the anointing. That kind of anointing that doesn't need a box or a bottle. You understand? Not that the bottle is wrong, I repeat. But with, with or without the bottle, it will must, it must work. But somebody gets stuck too. The other time we prayed like this and then it what? It worked. Therefore, even this time we shall what? Pray like this. And sometimes God looks at them and realizes, oh my God. They don't even know the difference between the last prayer they made and my grace and mercy to bail them out of their ignorance and still answer them because I'm Jehovah God. But you see, when you grow in God, hey, when you grow in God, that's why when he, tell, when, Peter, when he tells Peter that flesh and blood reveal this not you, but, but the Father which is in heaven, he says, and now I give you keys. 
Now I give you keys. He starts to give him keys. And he says, whatever you bind on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, it shall be loosened. The Amplified says, whatever you bind on earth, as it has already been bound in the heavenly, shall be bound. And whatever you loosen on the earth, as it has already been loosened in the heavens, shall be loosened. You know, as that our, the beginning of our ministry is not when we bind on earth. Read. Truly I tell you, the Amplified says, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already. <laughs> Do you see what it means to walk under the patterns of heaven? He says, must be what is already forbidden in heaven and whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on the earth must be what is already permitted. In other words, some Christians start from earth to go to heaven. Why some of us start from heaven? <laughs> Give your neighbor a high five. I'm going to chikola. The gospel is too liberating. The gospel is too liberating. Hallelujah. That is why God calls you yonder. He tells you, come Viva, come up. Because there's a place where you can't see when you're still down. The eyes of the spirit walk with men who have learned to walk so high. You cannot minister from the valley of the things of the spirit. Are you hearing me? You can't, you can't think like people think. Some of you, your prayers begin from your bedroom. And you say, Father, in heaven. No, listen. He's... This is the mystery which was hid from the ages past. And that is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Praise the good Lord Jesus. We do stuff in the heavenlies and then we multiply that on the earthly effect. That is why I've realized that if a man should be taught of the way of the spirit, that man ought to read a man from his ministration firstly in the heavenly realms before the manifestation of the same things on the earthly. If you can't get my pattern when I'm functioning from the heavenlies, you might never minister on the earth. That is why Jesus himself says, I do as I see my father do. Are there lame men in heaven? No, there are no lame men in heaven. But there's a function of the spirit that dictates the place of making straight that which is lame. Yet not represented in the realm of glory, but has an attachment to what is happening on the earth. Of which the Christ lands from and he comes on the earth and replays the same movie. So that kind of place comes with a certain confidence that it must work because I'm doing as it does. He doesn't say, I do as my father did. Meaning the mind of the spirit does not work in a static environment. It is dynamic. It is multidimensional. Today he might heal by a fly. Tomorrow he might send a wild wing. The other day he might send a, a word through a Roman centurion. The next day he might spit on the ground and heal the eye. Either way, phronesis works. The mode of action determining the end in sight is seen. Which is the wisdom of God. When you start to function in the wisdom of God, you realize that everything that you see on the earthly planes just requires you to know how God does it. When your eyes start to see, you realize that many of the things that you see on the earth were first assembled in the heavenlies. That means if somebody has to come and they say they send witchcraft on you, they have to first go to heaven. They have to have access to a certain realm to bewitch you. They are bewitching me. Pray for me. My co-wife. Your co-wife. Already she's a co. In fact, the book of Proverbs calls her strange. God doesn't know her. Proverbs calls her strange women. They don't call her second wives. You have already even acclaimed or, 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 or confessed that she's co. Co. See, call, you call us strange. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, from where do you minister? Do you minister from Kawempe, Kampala, Buziga? Oh, you minister from heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tell your name, I minister from heaven. Tell him, I minister from heaven. So we carry a consequence where God has answered Christian but, but with buts. He's not pleased but he has to answer because he's trying to live to his word like he promised. But he has an issue as God. 
Because he wills that he answers with an and to it. Rogers did this and the Lord did this. Peter said this and the Lord did that. Rita said this and the Lord did that. It's wrong for grace to say this but the Lord did this. Even though it's what Samson wanted and his spirit was revived, it was revived with the wrong mindset of prayer. He could live on tomorrow and still be thirsty and do the same thing. And God one day is like, oh my God. Even though he's answering, he has a problem with the way the man prays. Because God has called us to know how to pray. The reason why Christians don't receive answers is because they know not how to pray. 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 He says, you ask and receive not because you pray amiss. If it didn't work, it was because you didn't know how to pray. God wants to teach you the right way to pray. If the mind of the spirit is not revealed to you, you cannot pray the right way. It's like the intercessor I'm talking about. Who doesn't even know the mind of the spirit, but they're interceding for the ministry. Mokama, Mokama, Zalaba. Do you even know what the mind of God pertaining in that ministry before you? In? That is why some of you, I pity you when you go to intercessors who don't know the mind of the spirit. Because they can even kill you. They can even pray a short term for a long term thing. on You must first understand the mind of the spirit before you choose to go to prayer. You have to understand how God thinks before you go to address him or to talk to him. And that is the essence of the scriptures. Otherwise, there are many people who have read that very scripture in Samson and the judges like I've read for you. When they read but, they read it like and. And from that day on, they take very indifferent requests to God. Now that you've given your servant such a victory, will I die of thirst? But God just answers them. And then after, they even give testimony. I told God <laughs> that I am not, I am your servant. Shall I die of thirst? And God, they put an and, because they assume it's and, yet with the spirit it had stayed a but. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the good Lord Jesus. I'll give you an example. One time somebody brought me a woman and um, they told me that this lady, she has had three miscarriages. And the pastor told me, I need you to pray for her to produce a child. I told that woman, I don't want to pray for you to produce a child. I want to get back the other two. No, 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 don't pray for them. Don't get them back. I asked her why. She told me it was the Lord's will. That he what? He took them. So I said, God, give her that child she wants. She got child. You get? But you see, I'm thinking, why is she thinking that way? You see, some Christians wake up and they say, with God, all things, do you understand the meaning of all things? Or what for you, your division of all is your, your man and car. When the Bible says that with God, all things, he means with God, all things. I told people a story. A woman one time came and she was about to die. And she calls me when she was on deathbed and she was pregnant with child. She was about six months. She had gone to the doctors twice in scans and they couldn't place what was killing her. She only used to come out with scans of that one baby in the stomach perfect. Even at the sixth month, they took a scan and found that one child perfect. So she calls me at the sixth month. She's about to die. She's on deathbed. I pray for her. And immediately she is raised. And when she dies, the Lord tells me she lost the child before. And I said, you lost the child before? And she said, yes. I told her, I want to call that child back. And she said, go ahead, I'm even healed. We called upon child. I told her, go back to x-ray. Scan money. She goes into the machine and they find two kids. Hey! 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 Every woman, hold your tummy and say, I don't bury my own. I don't bury... Put it on your tummy and say, I don't bury my own. That was like a kind of trick I wanted to pull on this chick. 
But the chickadee refused. Oh no, don't pray. Why? But the Lord did what? Let me show you a scripture. Isaiah 66 verse 9. This is a question. Uh-huh. Want to let's go. Shall I bring to birth and not cause to bring forth? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb? Sijui, God took the child. Is it true? Answer me, is it true? Is it true that God takes those children? God can't plan to get you pregnant and kill your kid. He can't. He can't. But how many Christians think so? So it can be narrated. Naroiso lost a child. And she asked God for another child. But the Lord gave her another child. Some people don't understand what I'm saying. Are you hearing me? He is not the God that shall bring to birth and not cause to bring forth. And he shall not cause to bring forth and shut the womb. Oh, it was the will of the Lord. He got me that job. But I know, I think he saw that when he gets me up there, he had to... He, he, he. Then they fired me in the middle of the job. He can't get you that job and they fire you. That is not Jehovah God. He's not Jehovah God. He didn't give you that woman to give you a headache. Nada. He didn't give you that man to be funny. If he was God, he does not bring forth and he does not cause to give birth. He must cause. He that began a good work in you, he shall see to the accomplishment, to the day of Christ. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He can't allow you to give birth, to get pregnant of something and he can't bring it out. He can't called you to this great ministry and he doesn't raise you up. He could not have brought you to Fanero to waste time. I think you understand where I'm coming from. Now look at Samson's prayer. Now that you've given me such great victory, are you going to let me die? Even the imagination that I can give you victory and not give you the grace to enjoy it. But let me just give you water. Because I've realized you're still young. Who has understood what I mean? He could not have given Samson victory. This is how Samson should have been. Samson should have said, Thank you for the victory. And thank you for the water. Thank you for the victory. And thank you for the water. We don't see to believe. We believe to see. For I would have fainted if I had not believed to see. There is a place where you can't make it when you don't believe to see. But Samson is questioning to see. I don't really understand what I'm to tell you. He's telling God, you've given me such great victory. And now I'm going to die. You're just going to let that. And God is looking at a kiddish guy pray. Samson was a strong little baby. He's looking at this little guy pray. He was a big, strong baby. Big, strong baby. He's looking at this baby. He's saying, boss, do you really think I could have gotten you this far and then I just chill out and, and I just let you like that? You, you really think? Some of you, you should have died long ago. I can go back to that place when you had an accident in 92. To that place when the doctor said you can't make it tomorrow. To that place when people say tomalako. To that place when you had a dreadful disease. To that place when you breathed and you thought it was your last breath. To that place when the car came coming and you thought, ah, this is the... But up to now, you're still alive. Amen. Do you know why I know we will stand? Huh? Because he could not have brought us this far. <laughs> he could not have. Some of you, you can go back to where you come from. You're even afraid to tell people where your village is. 
but bless the Lord. Now, when you fast on the way, you don't accuse God to think he can. There must be provision. There must be provision. Listen, there must be provision. God gives you a candy start to say, oh my way, will I get fuel? But the Lord gave you fuel. Who has understood what I'm saying? That's why when I hear Ugandan saying, where shall we get fees? How did you get the kid there? How did you get the boy there? He that began a good work in you. He that began a good work in you. He shall see to accomplishment. Tell your neighbor. It's a nature of a people to give up. He says we are not of them which draw back to perdition. We are not of them. Those ones. There are those ones who can give up. No. But we are not of them which draw back. We are not. Even though stuff becomes hard. We still stay stiff. The stiffer issues become. The stiffer we become. The stiffer circumstances begin, the stiffer we are. Come on, somebody. That is why I told people, you should get to a point where you can't fear trouble. Because the love of God pushed us to a certain extremity. 2 Corinthians 5.14, give me the message version. 2 Corinthians 5.14. Let me show it to you. Let's read. Uh Uh-huh. Christ's love moved me to what? It moved me to what? Uh huh. And his love has the first and last word in everything we do. Some people look at us living extreme lives. They say, he's going to fall. Well, we're up there for us. We're saying he loves me. <laughs> He's going to fall. He loves me. He even close your eyes. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, love must push you to the extreme. Because he loves you. He loves you. He said nothing, nothing, nothing shall separate us from the love. Nothing. He says, let's go back to Romans 8. I think some, somewhere in Romans 8. Yeah. He says, I want you to let's go. For I am that what? Uh-huh. 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 From the love of God, which is in Christ. Read it in the message version. Let's go back. Read in the message version. Uh-huh. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, and he repeated, nothing living. Okay, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way. Give somebody a high five and tell him it's all right. It's all right, darling. It's all right. He loves you. It's all right. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It's all right. Give somebody a high five. Tell them it's all right. Even if you slept hungry, it's all right. Even if they don't understand you, it's all right. Tell them it's all right, darling. It's all right. Tell them find sleep. It's all right. Find peace. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's It's okay. 
be afraid of trouble. Oh, the, the minister said, the police said, the doctor said, whatever. If even a man who is known for lamenting can have that wisdom. Lamentations 3. Give me verse 30. Message. Verse 30. Message. Listen to how he says it. Uh -huh, one, two, three, go. What I say? Don't run from what? Trouble. Repeat it again. From trouble. Uh huh. Take it full face. The worst is never the worst. Mugambe, the worst is never the worst. Because you always stay the worst. Next verse. What does he say? Uh huh. Why? Because the master won't ever walk out and fail to return. That's the reason. He can be out, but he's returning. Oh, oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. He can be out. He might seem like he's not answering, but he's returning. Try to understand this. Next verse. Uh -huh. If he works severely, he also works. His stockpile of royal love are immense. Next verse. Uh -huh. He takes no pleasure in making life hard, in throwing roadblocks in the way, stomping down hard on luckless prisoners. That is not our God. Refusing justice to victims. Oh, refusing justice to victims in the court of the high God. Take our katiao. I had a silly Christian the other day. Silly. The silly Christian said, this is what they said. Sometimes you have to persist in the prayer. You remember the widow with the wicked judge? You remember the widow with the wicked judge? What did she do? She went. The judge refused. She went again. The judge refused. She went the fourth time. Fifth, sixth. The judge says, ah, I'm tired. And then they say, even you now when you're praying, don't stop what? Continue praying. In brackets, because your God is also an evil judge. He does not refuse justice. Tell your neighbor, that is not my God. He's not an evil judge. He doesn't refuse justice to the victims in the court of the high God. My God does not refuse me justice. And what does the next line say? He doesn't also do what? Tamper with evidence. The master does not approve such things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. Do you know what it means for God not to tamper with evidence? It means that the people tamper with evidence against you, it can't be God. Maybe it was the will of God that they... No. No. But he can get you another job. <laughs> but he can get you another job. He wants you to grow. To, listen. There is a point where even when you're leaving your workplace, you must live in style. You quit. They don't fire. You tell your neighbor, I quit. They can't fire me. How? How? God doesn't approve such things. He doesn't. Somebody one time came to me and told me, oh, I made a loss, though I banker, of $40,000. They always chase us. I told her, you, they are not going to chase you. But they are going to chase I told her, let me tell you. They are not going to chase you. They didn't. They chased everybody, but they didn't chase her. So that people ask you, "Na yoko zesachi, ngo waganyina kala kala kange." 
Then after you tell them, okay, take us where you get it from. You bring them to Fanero. <laughs> Hallelujah! The Bible says he has promised to do me good. Ay, 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 ay. He came and said, Grace Rubega, I promise. Tomorrow you're going to have a good life. Next year you're going to have a good life. Next week you're Next year you're going to have a... He says he has promised me good. All the days of my life. We don't run from trouble. We face it. God wants to raise a Christian. Who they tell you're in trouble, run. And they just stand. They just stand. And they say, why did you stand? Do you tell them? He's with me. Try to understand. I'm trying to help you understand. That God has not saved you to make you live a certain life. I promise you. That ain't God and he didn't approve it. But you think, you know, one time a woman came. <laughs> I was in a certain fellowship I was attending. You know, sometimes when I'm around people who know too much, I don't want to talk. So, there was this woman who stood up to make a testimony. She had a little bit of deep voice, but she was a lady. <laughs> so she said, <laughs> she said, God called me and told me I've called you to preach. And I told God, no. I'm not going to preach. Then he beat me the translation. Nankuba. Nanteka kubuliri nanduaza. Narwalile mieseji. Three months in hospital. Nyinga mi am saying now I'm not going to serve you. Three months in hospital. I'm not going to what? Then after that I said, okay God, I surrender. Then the disease left. <laughs> I wanted to tell a woman that was a demon. That was a demon. God tempteth no man, neither is he tempted by evil. Even if you refuse to serve him, he'll still give you bread and butter. The Bible says he gives rain to the heaven. But she, she put it on God. But the Lord healed her. <laughs> Did you get it? It wasn't on the Lord. It was, but the Lord healed her. He knew she was foolish, but he says, uh-uh. Let me just what? Remove butts out of your relationship. What a rubber band, rubber. Get a pencil and rubber. Remove butts right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody has not understood, but you remove them. It has to be an unending experience. It's what God is doing because of the way you're living with him. Hallelujah. Praise the good Lord Jesus. You cannot sit down to think or even imagine that God has his time also to waste it on you, to also put disease on you. But he also, he's also applying disease on you. But he watches you and he's saying, I told you. I, you God has time. Some Christians, there's a way they make God have a certain time. If, I, if Apostle Grace doesn't have time to put disease on someone, how about God? How you put your name? If you, you don't have time to put disease on someone. How about God? Where does he get that time? He's busy planning for Fanero. Simanya where are the Fanero members going to sit in the next meeting? Simanya the cameras. For you, you're, you're, you're still... <laughs> uh, but the Lord anyway helped you. Hallelujah. That is why I've come to this understanding. When God says that I've called you, anything you will need on your way is an unresponse because he began it. Because he began it. It means if I wake up in the morning and there's no food in my house, there's no I'm expected to pray. But some people even put God on guilt sprees. (laughs) 
guilt sprees. God, Jehovah God, I'm your servant. Let me see you. Make me sleep hungry. Sometimes you sleep hungry. Oh, one day it works. Then you say, hey, I got a mystery. Then they start to say, one time I was hungry and I told God, I am your servant. I can't sleep hungry. But the Lord gave me food. But they say, and the Lord gave me food. They say, and, but may I be reading, but. Who has understood what I'm saying? Let me tell you. This is deeper than because we are his servants. This is as deep as because he, 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 he even imagined that we can. This is way older. It's way, way older. Let me tell you. That is why me, I can't be in a house, eh? And there's no food, and I ask for food. Because I'll create a bad experience. Because when I look at the scripture, he said he will never suffer the righteous to be moved. When I feel moved, I realize he can't suffer. So if, if I have to speak, that is why he says, if a man should speak, that means the biggest place of our actions in the spiritual mysteries of God ought to be the way we act out our faith. But if a man should speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. What are the oracles saying? If, if the worst comes to the worst, quote the scripture, he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Don't waste time asking for food. Because when you do, but he will give you food. But when you confess the scriptures and the oracles, and he will give you food. Who has understood what I mean? Don't ever get entangled in a place where you have to ask for what must be yours. You can't ask for what is already yours in Christ. Jesus said in that day when you mature, now you're still young, you have butts. But in that day you shall ask me nothing. You shall ask me nothing. In that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it. But you shall ask me, you shall ask me nothing. 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 That place where, let me tell you, you have to get to a point where you can't worry about things you need. He says, for, for even the Lord you ask, he already knows. He, he, he already knows. He already, he already, listen. Do you think God right now is not planning for your next car? Your next house? He is already planning. He's already planning. He's already planning. Now, when he says in that day, you shall ask me nothing. It is because he expects that you are one. You get my point? But he says, but whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, it shall what? Now, let me explain something. When you use the name of Jesus, you realize that what you define as asking, it's actually proclamation. A confession. A causing to appear. That is why when, when the son gets into the deepest relationship with the father, he says, concerning the works of my hands, command ye me. What I'm trying to hear say is, when we are before the father, okay, let's just say, hmm, I'm before the father, and he has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. How do I ask? That means... When a man asks in the name of Jesus, are you hearing me? Okay, let me, let, me, let me explain this. The Bible says, for all things in Christ are yes and amen. So when I'm asking in Christ, it's not just a simple request. John 16, 23, let me show you something. Eratau, meaning to question. In that day, you'll question me nothing. 
you'll question me nothing. You won't say, are you going to leave me here alone? Really? It means you can, you assume he can. It means you assume he can. But let's go deeper to the definitions. There is also something called desire. Eratau is also the word called desire. In that day, you shall desire down there nothing. Because your desire is your prayer. But you shall desire of the Father in my name. But my name is not a place of request. In fact, the name of Jesus is not a place of request. The name of Jesus is not a place of request. The name of Jesus is a place of execution. That is why when we say we are praying for people with demons, we actually say, in the name of Jesus, go! We didn't say, Father, in the name of Jesus, deliver brother Michael. He says, you shall desire anything in my name and it shall be done. You get my point? So some people don't know the when places of question and the when places of desire because they don't understand the language of the spirit when the Lord communicates. He says in that day you shall ask me nothing. You shall ask the father in my name but when you're asking the father in my name the terms and condition of asking the father are different from the way you are. Some people go to God and say father please. They are pre- asking they are asking. He said all things in Christ are yeah and amen. So when I get in amen, in yes and amens, and go to the Father, I can't again ask what is already here. I thank. <laughs> that is why Paul says with thanksgiving, make your requests, not with beggarly attitude. Tata tu video, tu video tulibana botata, botatuyamba tebatuyamba, tulikasasiro, katata wange, tulimpitambi tetulina magesi, tuliao tugenda kufabufi, tulibikopo bukopo tata, gobotavayo tata tetulimu, tulibasiru, abasira bataina magesi tata, tata gobobato tuadema tata, takmashekitele. While they're doing that, Apostle Grace is in his bedroom, he's saying, I'm your glory, I'm your righteousness, I'm your wisdom. I'm your wealth. I am your peace. I am your power. When I want a car, I just say, thank you for my car. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my ministry. Thank you for what you're doing. When I feel pain in my body, I think you thank you because you're healing me. In that day, you shall ask me nothing. But when you ask of the Father, know how you ask. The father is pleased in the asking of the mind of that which desireth but knoweth that it already has that which it desireth and therefore with thanksgiving it approaches the throne. That's the right way to pray. Samson being thirsty at that point the story should have read and he became let's go verse 18. He should have read this way. And he was so athirst and thank the Lord saying you've given me this great deliverance into the hand of your servant therefore I can't die thirsty to fall in the hand of the uncircumcised and the Lord clever hollow place that was in the jaw and there came water there out of and when he had drunk his spirit came again that's a nice testimony being you might be warmer because there is no bath God is not disturbed by your prayer, yet he is entitled to answering you because there is an anointing on your life. No. But rather, he's even happy. I no longer go to God to request anything. I do not. It's been many years ago. It's been many years ago. Even when I'm praying for you, I pray for you. I do pray for you. But when I'm praying for you, oh, you should enter my closet. Do you know how I pray? I say, God, thank you. Look at how many cars are parked outside for Nero. Oh, God, thank you. 
how are people going to understand us? I see that woman up there who is about to become chief justice. Oh, God, thank you. I can't believe I'm pastoring the president coming next year in a few years. Oh, my God. I'm pastoring a few. I mean, she, oh, my God. I can't believe. Oh, Even if your husband quarreled last week, you say, oh, my God, my husband is good. Thank you because he's good. He can't cheat. Oh, my God, he can't cheat. Oh, the Bible says that thou art pure to behold beauty to behold evil and because thou art pure to behold evil my husband as he is so are you he's too pure to behold evil oh hallelujah oh hallelujah my sympathy he's cheating father he's cheating but the lord that the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you which is in Christ oh thank you oh thank you for Fanero oh my god you know let me tell you something when we are going to La Bonita the first day (laughs) I went in the closet and I said oh my god what am I going to do we're out of space. Before we started Fanero, I was praying to God, we're out of space. God help us. Help us, God. We're out of space. And the first day we sat 1,200 people. And La Bonita could sit only 950 chairs. We were out of space the first day. Oh, God. So that your, your tears change. Oh, God. I have too much money. <laughs> send people. Send people. Send people who I can help. <laughs> they find you on prayer mountain. <laughs> and they ask how are you crying up to reach up to reach up. <laughs> He says we offend in many. But if a man offend not in speech, that man is a perfect man able to breathe over the whole body of Christ. Of Christ. Not only his body. That's why Paul says, Blessed be the Lord which has delivered us, delivers us, and shall deliver us. He doesn't know whether he will make a mistake in future. He knows God will still help him out. The psalmist says, though he slay me, but yet will I trust. There is no way you can get pregnant and not give child. That is why some of you, you should thank God you came to Fanero. Because there is no way you can hear these words. Hallelujah. The psalm is 56, 13 said. Listen to this kind of prayer. He said, For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Will not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Won't you? He didn't, he didn't say, Are you going to just let me sleep? No, he's convinced. This guy could not have gotten his soul from death. And he can't hold his feet from falling. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Some of you don't understand that you are saved from death. Salvation was saved from death. Won't he help you? Your feet from falling that you may walk before God in the light of the living. That's why I'm trying to tell you. Apostle Grace will never fall. Put your name. You put your name. not fall. Tell your neighbor, you, I will not fall. Because he's the author. <laughs> he that began a good, he called it good work in you. 
He's Banange God will he will sustain you. He will sustain you. He will sustain you. Unless he's not the one who began. When you say a man fall off, it wasn't Christ. He says, and the evil one toucheth him not. Because he's kept of the Lord. The evil one toucheth him. That is why when I'm praying, I don't say, God, help me that I don't fall. Because I'm not standing on my own. The Bible says, let he that thinketh he standeth. Let one not think that he standeth, least he falleth. Because many people stand on their own. You're not standing on your own. He's standing in you. Hallelujah. And therefore, you're moving. In him you live, move. You know, also just stand, some people singing, standing, standing, standing on the promises of the Lord, my Savior. May I be singing like, moving, moving, moving in the promises of God, my Savior. Moving, moving. I am moving in the promises of Moving in the promises that come. Then they say, but why are you changing songs? You are carrot. Of course we love carrots. <laughs> I don't stand on them. I enter them and I start moving in them. Hallelujah. Now let me finish this way. Tonight you're delivered from bats. Even though you have answered prayer. Tonight the Lord launches you in the hands of answered prayer. That is why when I get to a point where something is stuck in my life. There is a way I pray. There is a way I pray. Let me tell you this story. But somebody is going to hang me. Somebody. Today I was supposed to see somebody. And I communicated to them in the spirit. And I told them, come, come. And they refused. I said, come. And they refused. I said, come. And they refused. And then I said, God, thank you. Because I sent forth things to arrest him and bring him. In a few minutes, police arrested him and they were bringing him. (laughs) Police. Uganda police. But they found him either and disorder standing somewhere. Then they bring him to Apostle Grace. After that, he gave me what I wanted and I told the police, release him and they released him. (laughs) Why won't they call you with doctors? (laughs) Jesus is the master. (laughs) Get to your feet. Can you make a prayer and the Lord will answer? Come on, somebody, raise your voice and speak to God. Let's make a prayer. It's very important that we pray. Come on, somebody. Thank God for your job. Thank God for your children. Their success. Thank God for your marriage. It is working. Thank God for your womb. It is producing and keeping living things only. Thank God for your mind. Because it works as great. Thank God for everything that is working in your life. Thanks, thanks, I give you thanks for Let me decree a few things on your life. There was a point when men needed Jesus. And therefore they asked like he wasn't there. But now the Lord Jesus came in the flesh. He dwelt among men. We beheld his only glory as the only true son of God, full of grace and truth. 
And now that Christ Jesus living in you, moving in you, does not expect you to ask him. But if you should ask, desire of the Father, in the mind that it is done already in the name of Jesus, your prayer is changing. And I see lives of men which shall be read of, and she needed something, and the Lord gave it. And she wanted something, and the Lord gave it. And he desired something, and the Lord gave it. That our prayer life will not be centered on need, but it will be centered on understanding. In the name of Jesus, that God will not answer us with buts, but he will answer us with ands. In the name of Jesus, it is happening in your life. It is happening in your family. You're multiplying, you're subduing this earth. You're increasing and waxing great in everything. Wherever you go, you shall be a blessing. You shall be splendor. You shall be a wonder. You shall be for signs. You shall be for wonders. You shall be potent. You will change the unchangeable. You'll uproot the unprootable. These words can't enter your spirit. And you stay the same. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. accept the Lord Jesus straighten up your hand right now put up your hand and say I want to receive Jesus put it up high put it up high put it up high I've seen a hand there some people want to get born again put it up high put it up high hallelujah put it up high I've seen it hallelujah repeat these words after me say Lord Jesus I believe you in my heart I confess with my mouth that you died and rose again. I'm born again. If you have given your life to Jesus, come and see this brown guy called Mark Chaudry Lumega. And he will usher you into a depth like you never imagined. Hallelujah. I also want to pray for your offering. Those of you who have given, I want to pray for you. Those of you who have not given, that you need to be rebuked. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. You need deliverance. You used to take money in which doctors. Anyway, I have another day to rebuke you. Father, you give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Multiply their fruit. Let them see you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give somebody a high five and tell them Chicola. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Finero, make manifest.